The reading this evening is from John chapter 10, which you can find on page 896 in your pew Bibles, if you'd like to follow along, page 896. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So again, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words, Many of them said, He has a demon, and he is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Being a follower can be a dangerous thing. If you're the kind of person who 
goes with the flow, who gets swept along with crowds. It can be a really dangerous thing. It's something that parents are often concerned about with their kids. I don't want you to just be a follower. I want you to think for yourself. I don't want you to just do whatever it is that your friends are doing. If they were going to go jump off a cliff, do you think you would just go jump off a cliff with them? Being a follower can be a very dangerous thing. And we're right to pay attention to ask those kinds of questions. But what's the cure? What is the cure for the risk, the danger of being a follower? Is it to be completely independent? Is it to make your own way? Is it to march to the beat of your own drum? I think it's worth noting that the way we might describe that, or the way that gets described out of the world, actually involves the use of the word follow. So what is that called? It's called following, following your own heart. And I'm not sure, really, that your own heart is any better than a bad group of friends. I'm not sure that your own heart is any better than somebody who would lead you into danger or into trouble or into temptation. I'm not sure that the cure, in fact, I am sure that the cure is not following your heart. The cure for the danger of being a follower is not going your own way. It's not simply to be an independent-minded person. The cure to the danger of being a follower is actually to follow the right person. We are meant to be followers. That's what Jesus means when he calls us all sheep. Sheep are not independent uh, creatures who think for themselves. They are creatures who must follow. It's in their nature to follow, and it is good when they follow, so long as they are following the voice of their shepherd and not the voice of another. So long as they are following the voice of someone who means good for them, who wants to lead them to green pastures and still waters, and not someone who would kill and destroy. That's an important distinction. That's the task that a sheep has. It is to listen. It is to listen for the voice of his shepherd. There's uh, somebody who, a a theologian, a historian and theologian whose name is Kenneth Bailey, and he has spent some time studying practices in the Middle East that would have been around at the time of Jesus, and he has written some interesting books about the subject. And he's described practices that still go on today, where in a village you'll have a row of houses, and in those houses everybody, of course, has their own sheep. And in the morning, rather than every person, every household leading their sheep out to pasture, they'll hire a shepherd, they'll bring one shepherd to lead all those sheep out. So the morning comes and the doors open and the shepherd is out there and he makes his call and the sheep all hear his voice and they follow him and he leads them out to pasture. There's trouble, of course, when one day a new sheep is introduced to the fold and he doesn't recognize the voice of that shepherd. It takes him time to learn it and he'll run around confused, looking, trying to find his way until he learns the voice of his shepherd. It's a great image, a great picture for what is going on in our gospel lesson and what it means to be a faithful follower. It is to recognize the voice of your shepherd, to pay attention to the voices that you hear and not to follow the voices of those who are mere hirelings, those who are not good shepherds, to those who are thieves and robbers, those who would break in and steal. This lesson, tonight's lesson from John chapter 10, picks up actually right after the lesson from last week. You heard a bit of that. Last week we listened to Jesus say that he was the one who could make the blind man see. He was the light. I am the light. He could make the blind man see, but they who were opposing him doubted. They thought he was out of his mind, and you could see that tonight. Who is this? He casts, out, he casts out demons by Beelzebul. That's what we heard on Sunday. He makes these miracles. He heals people because he has a demon. That's what they thought. 
Others, more sensible in the group, said, well, no, who has ever cured a blind man before? That can't come from demons. That has to come from God. But one of the things that stands out from last week's lesson is that that blind man who was healed by Jesus at the very end of the lesson, because he has listened to Jesus, because he believes in him, because he means to follow him, he has been put out of the synagogue. He's been excommunicated from the religion of the people, been excommunicated from the leaders, by the leaders of the Jews. They've cast him away. And that stands out because those Jewish leaders, who were supposed to be shepherds, who were supposed to be shepherds of God's sheep, what have they done but kill and plunder and steal? They have not guarded God's sheep. They have been hirelings. They have offered foreign voices. They have tried to get into the sheep pen by another way, by a way other than the door. They have climbed over the wall trying to get into the sheep, trying to lead the sheep away for their own gain, for their own pleasure, for their own comfort and happiness, and not because they are God's sheep, not because they love them as a shepherd loves them. Jesus is setting himself up in opposition to those bad shepherds those hirelings who are just working for a wage, who at the sight of a wolf or a bear or a lion would take off and run, those who use the sheep for their own gain. Jesus is not like that. He is the good shepherd, the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. That's one of the I am statements that you could hear in our gospel tonight. I am, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And in laying down his life for the sheep, he shows what a good shepherd he is. But notice That blind man who heard him last week, who saw him when his eyes were opened, he could not help. He could not help but follow Jesus. It didn't matter to him one bit what those religious leaders said to him, what those Jewish leaders said to him, because he had heard the voice of the good shepherd. And having heard that voice, he would follow it anywhere. That's what the sheep do. They recognize a different voice. They can recognize one who has come in by some other means Pay attention in your lives to the voices that you hear, to the shepherds who would lead you one way or the other. I think usually when we consider false shepherds or false prophets or false teachers, we think about people who might stand up in a pulpit and say things that are not true, lead people astray by lying about God's word. But I think there are much more often false prophets and hirelings, bad shepherds in our lives who do not pretend even, to be good shepherds. Voices that we hear, shepherds that we hear that are trying to lead us one way or the other to happiness or contentment or satisfaction or fulfillment, to pleasure, to success. They are trying to lead us apart from Christ. Anyone who tries to draw you somewhere, someone who tries to gain your affection, anything who tries to, that tries to win your love, apart from Christ, apart from Jesus, be it as close to you as the person sitting next to you in the pew, anyone who leads you apart from Christ is worse than a false shepherd. They are a thief and a robber. They kill and destroy. Pay attention. Pay attention in your life. It's a warning. The sheep need to listen. They need to listen for the voice of their shepherd. But there is in this lesson, by far, much more than this warning for you sheep, there is incredible comfort to be found. Incredible comfort. As John 10 goes on, it's amazing to see 
how confident, in fact, how absolute Jesus is when he says, my sheep hear my voice. They do. There's no question about whether they hear his voice. There's no uncertainty. There's no chance that they might not recognize him when he calls. There is no possibility that they do not know who he is. His sheep are the ones who hear his voice. That man who was born blind and now can see is one of his sheep because he has heard his voice and believed. You, you are sheep of Jesus because you are hearing his voice and you believe. You believe. That is what makes you a sheep. And that is what it means to recognize the voice of your good shepherd. It is certain. It is secure. You are safe. You are bound up in that pen with all the other sheep. And though thieves and robbers may try to climb in over the wall, you can tell the difference. You can spot them. Because you know what it means to come through the door. What it means to lead you in the way of Christ and not in any other way. You know what it means to hear the voice of your shepherd because you have heard his words. I love you. I lay down my life for you. I am here to bring you life and to give it to you abundantly. You know what his voice sounds like. Let there be no uncertainty. Be sure you are sheep of Christ. You are in the sheepfold, and there's this beautiful image. We actually had two I, I am statements in our gospel lesson this evening. One was, I am the good shepherd, and the other is one that is kind of surprising. I am the door of the sheep, Jesus says. And you, this passage throws scholars all in a ruckus because they can't make sense of it. First he's a door, and now he's the shepherd. What is he? Is he mixing his metaphors? What's going on here? That same scholar I spoke of earlier, though, makes a remarkable observation that brings everything to light. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the one who lays down his life for the sheep. And a good shepherd in the ancient Near East and even today leads his sheep out to pasture. But as the days go on, as the summer enters into, uh, into, as the, as it enters into summer and the grass starts to get depleted around the town, the shepherd has to lead the sheep further and further away from their homes. And as that happens, naturally what he'll do is he'll build a pen farther away so that they can spend the night not coming back to their homes. He'll lead them out to pasture, they'll build a pen, they'll stay there, and then they can go to further pasture as the grass gets eaten up nearer to home. Of course, building a pen out in the wilderness away from home is a dangerous thing. There are wolves and bears and lions that can attack. You need a door, a gate, to get in and out of the pen, and that is a difficult thing to construct on the fly in the wilderness. So you know what the door is. It's the shepherd himself. He constructs walls all around to contain the sheep, and then, as night comes, he himself lays in the opening. So that if anything were to come and try to attack his sheep, what could he do? He could stand up with his staff in his hand and drive it away. He himself is the door of the sheep. Your Savior, your good shepherd, has laid down his life for you on the cross, to forgive all your sins, to rescue you from death and the devil. He has given his life to you, his abundant life to you, and he means to preserve it. There he lies, at the door, so that when you go in and out through him, you are safe and secure. If you try to go out by another way, you're on your own, but you need not do that because you know who your shepherd is. You have heard his voice. Listen for it. Cling to it. That's what you're doing here this evening. Do that day after day, week after week in church, and day after day as you confess your sins and repent and believe in God's promises, as you pray, as you open the scriptures, as you hear the voice of your shepherd, believe. 
that he has given you his life in abundance. Follow him. Follow him home, all the way home, to green pastures and still waters. That's where he is leading you, out of this world, out of danger, out of any risk from thieves and robbers, away from wolves and lions and bears, home, where you will be safe and secure. To God alone be all glory, now and forever. Amen.